Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, is it going to work this time? All right, we're on. We're live. This is Stacy Carlin. I do the podcast, Taking Care of Number Fucking One. And I have a special guest with me tonight. His name is Craig, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Hi, Stacy. Thanks for having me. My name is Craig Ignatowitz. Craig is fine. Most people can't pronounce the last name anyway. <laughs> I've been doing my little podcast for a little over a year now. It's called At Home with Craig. Pretty much anywhere on social media that you find that name, except for like two places, it's me. Someone stole my email address. They got it before I could. And and someone grabbed Instagram before I could. So I'm like, oh, crap. So I got to add the one to it. (laughs) So it's either At Home with Craig or At Home with Craig one. Okay. And tell us a little bit about your background maybe and how you got to be this major podcaster guy that everybody likes to listen to major podcaster guy hmm um well many moons ago i did a podcast with my friend wendy sullivan we used to have a a podcast called brass balls radio Mm -hmm. and it was very political it was right before that old guy got elected and we were trying to do everything we could to make sure he didn't get elected but Uh here we are Mm -hmm. So we would do a weekly podcast and we would go through things like the Daily Guardian or some some British rag or something like that. Uh-huh. Off the wall articles and she'd take a couple, I'd take a couple and we we'd take turns talking about them. And most of them were pretty funny articles that we would talk about and then we, we would expand on that. But it was great. I did it for about a year and then I had some changes in my life where I didn't want to I didn't want to keep going in that direction. So I'm glad that I left when I did. It worked out really well for her. She um, she met a good friend after that and took my spot. So, you know, overall, I'm happy that I left. Yeah, I mean, things worked out for the best, it sounds like, for everyone, you know? And then now you have how many on the books here? You're ahead 18. of me there. 18. 18 as of last week, right. This will be 19. Okay. And yours basically is just whatever is going on or pretty much whatever's on my mind. It's, I try to avoid political stuff because I don't want to be just another political God 
here's another political podcast, right? Where everybody has opinions about Sleepy Joe or about <laughs> Orange Man Bed or whatever. And then I won't say that I never talk about political stuff because I do. It's it's part of life. You can't get away from it. The matter unless of you live on a, right, unless you live on a mountaintop somewhere, you can't get away from it. But it's it's more of a faith-based Christian based podcast where I talk about my walk with God, my relationship with him, where I've been, where I'm going, what he's brought me through. Mm-hmm. I've talked about addictions I've had. I talk about jobs I've had. I talk about a little bit of everything. I, they're usually like 15 to 30 minutes long, depending on how long I can stand to hear my own voice for. It's like, <laughs> all right, that's enough. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it here. Oh, but I've enjoyed it. I mean, you know, when I've listened to it, it's like, you're so down to earth. Like I've told you this in the past and that's what I think a lot of people kind of, you know, are leaning towards somebody that's just real straight up and just kind of tells them how it is, you know? Right. Yeah. No BS here. No, sometimes I don't have a filter. Sometimes I do, but I'm never going to lie to you. I'm never going to BS you, you know, like me or don't warts and all like i always say like me warts and all this is me this is how i am i'm not going to change each individual listener people always say know your audience and know your niche and know all these things i'm like i don't have that Mm -mm. i don't fit into a category because when you go to a pod site like anchor or spotify or whatever they ask you like what what genre and you got to tick the boxes for what you do i'm like i i don't know i'm educational i'm faith-based um um, arts and crafts, I'm, whatever I feel like talking about that week. And mm-hmm. I'm also one of these people that doesn't have, I don't write notes down. I don't, Mm-mm. I know people, I can't do a podcast. You can't do a podcast unless you have a script. Why? Yeah. That's not real. That's like, that's polished and professional. That's fine. If that's the kind of thing you want to do, great. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking and I'm not saying don't do that. Mm-hmm. But for people like you and I, that doesn't always work. It's like, oh, I want to talk about this. And oh, you know, this just hit my head now that I want to talk about that. No, and I get that because when I'm doing mine, even I just kind of sit down and I feel the mood and I know the topic I want to talk about. And I talk from the heart, you know, and that's what I think makes you so sincere about everything you say. And people are drawn to that because a lot of people out there aren't that way. And they need to be able to relate to somebody that, you know, can say it's this way and that way. And it just makes them feel better because they may be in the same situation. Exactly. You know, they, they can, you know, I've listened to yours. I'm like, oh, I've been through that. So she knows where I'm coming from. It's not, it's not just throwing words at a person. Right. I've written down show notes where I started with, okay, I'm going to talk about this. I'll talk about this for 10 minutes. I'll talk about this for seven and a half minutes. <laughs> usually about halfway through, I'm like, you know what, this isn't, this isn't working because mm-hmm. I want to talk more as I'm talking, like something else will occur to me and something else will, you know, like, let's talk about this now. Or let's switch gears and will go way out in left field somewhere and they're like how how the hell did I get here I don't I don't know where we went but we went somewhere this is not where it started at the beginning of this I thought it was going to be about about um you know alcoholism and you ended up talking about something entirely entirely different mm-hmm. my navy stories good. tend to go that way where I'll start talking about once upon a time while I was in the navy this happened and like a whole bunch of other things will will come into play right but that could be how things played out in your life. So it just kind of brings you through that whole pattern, you know, and that's okay. All right. And then, you know, we do go back a ways. We were high school. (coughs) 
So no one knows. 85 feels like a lifetime ago. It really does. It's it's not not as long as it, it's not as long as it feels sometimes, but you know, Uh I think back, I'm like, wow, I was, I left high school before, before the nineties hit, which is a weird kind of thing for me. Cause you see these kids like, Oh, I was born in 86. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> uh-huh. Where were you at? Well, I was graduating high school. Where were you? At? Oh, you were in diapers. Okay, great. That's awesome. I don't feel old at all now, you know? No, not at all. It's a mindset. Right. Someone said something about, they were talking about 30 years ago and everything. It was like 1980 something. It was really like 1992. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to think of in terms of, 30 years ago was the nineties, you know, not, not like when we were youngins. Right. So figure 30 years from now, you're going to be on the glider sitting next to me in the nursing home. Right. Absolutely. And we won't even know who we are, but we'll be talking up a storm. (laughs) People from Jersey are good at that. We can talk about anything to anybody. We don't care. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. And I think we've talked in the past too about like high school people and the way people are. I mean, the people were the way they were then, but then here we are as adults and you still find that personality type in a lot of people still, you think they grow up, but some people just don't, you know, some some have mellowed out. Some are exactly the same way they were in 85. And I don't understand that because you weren't, I don't like judging people. I I will say judgy things, but I don't like saying this person is this way or that way. You can usually see it for yourself. It'll come out. Eventually it's going to come out that this is how they are. Right. I, I remain friends with, with very few because we clicked in high school and we still click now. There's a few that we lost touch somewhere along the way. People I was friends with. I'm like, Oh, I wonder what happened to this person, that person. I'll see them on Facebook, but there's really nothing there anymore. Yeah, you, you know, you always talk about late to, right? We'll be friends forever. It's like, well, that doesn't last. Cause usually like the first summer or two, because everybody goes off to college in different places. You went off to college. I joined the Navy in 86. Mm-hmm. I did that for six years. So anybody I was really friends with or close with, that was all pretty much gone. And thank you for your service. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. No, but I, I totally get that. And we've, you know, had conversations about even people back in school, how, you know, some could be so catty and others just were good hearted. And I know you hung out with a certain group of people versus others too. Right. I think, I think like attracts like, and I was kind of a geeky nerdy kid. I was into comic books and I read a lot. I think I spent most of my high school years reading. I didn't, I didn't do track. I didn't do any of those sort of things. I did stage crew, which was really cool doing lighting and sound for plays and for um, whatever events they had in the summer, they would rent out the auditorium to like the dance schools around us. And they would pay us like, Hey, do you want to make some money? And they'd they'd pay us like 20 bucks for a day, which in 85 was, that was great money. 20 bucks. Sure. I'll I'll do it for 20 bucks. You know? So you got to hang out with your friends and get paid for it. And it was really cool. That's neat. And you didn't tell me you made that money. We could have walked over at us. Right, Eddie Ball and went to like Rita's and got an Italian ice or something. Right. <laughs> went for a Coke and a slice or something, right? Oh, that's funny. Uh, so, and you've been doing your podcast for how long now? The first one was about 10 years ago. And then I, I took a long break because I didn't feel like I wanted to do it anymore. And then. About a year ago, podcasting was starting to take off again. I'm like, I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And I listened to a few. I'm like, these are horrible. <laughs> Why do you have a microphone? You shouldn't have a microphone, you know? 
<laughs> and a few were really a few of my friends did them and they were good. So I thought, why not? I, I got the snowball and I got a decent um I used to have a tower computer and it worked really well. Yeah. And I just did my thing. I had my I had a separate webcam. Mm-hmm. And I just started up again. It was like, okay, I'm starting over. So I'm not a newbie. Mm-hmm. I do know what I'm doing. You know, then I had to learn about because when I did it before, we had a producer uh-huh. that would handle all the we would we'd record it through Skype. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't video, it was all audio. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we even thought about doing video back then. You know, it was kind of around, but podcasts when they first started out were just that. It was someone talking into a microphone, not everybody seems to be pushing for video now, which I don't understand because you're not really podcasting anymore. You're doing like video production or something. But I had to learn how to upload my own files. I had to learn how to do audio editing. And I don't do a lot of it because I my hearing is not that great. So mm-hmm. you may hear something I don't. I may hear something you don't. So I just send it through. There's an online application I use. I send my, I upload it to that. It cleans it up. However, it does it automatically. I download it to my computer and I upload it to Anchor and Anchor sends it everywhere. I'm on, I'm on hosting sites that I've never heard of, like um, Pocket Cast and Stitcher and all these other ones. I'm like, I don't know where that is. You know, I'll go and I'll check out a new hosting site. I'm like, oh, I'm already here. I didn't know I was here. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do this. Right. Oh, look, here I am. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. Now I'm getting into the, the YouTube stuff so I can reach more people. That's good. I do a, I do a lot of stuff on on a blockchain called Hive. So I, I do my podcast, I upload it, and then people can vote on it. And I earn a little bit of crypto for doing that. So it's cool. It's a little bit of work to get going, but I'm never going to get rich from it because I don't have I don't have the numbers like other people do. But mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I don't I don't get the people that I've seen all the Facebook groups, you know, I belong to the podcasting groups and the new people coming in. Like I want to start a podcast. How do I monetize it? What do you mean? You don't even have an idea yet. You don't have any equipment. You don't have, you don't have a name. You don't have artwork. You don't have anything. And you're already talking about how am I getting a hundred thousand downloads and make money from it? You're not. But see, they're the ones that their heart's not into it, Craig. No, it's all. And someone's, Someone on some website somewhere said you can make money from podcasts and they went, Ooh, and that was as far as they ever delved into it to look into it. Mm-hmm. They just said, I can make like people say you can make money with, with blogging. Yeah, you can not right away. It's not going to be like a hundred bucks a day or anything. Yeah. Not in the beginning, not unless you have affiliate links and advertisers and sponsors. And if I get a sponsor, great, but I'm not going out and looking for one because my podcasts are spotty. Yeah, you know, I, you and I once talked about consistency and it's maybe not showing up every day, but it's being the same quality mm-hmm. or something all the time. You should always be the same quality because you listen to my podcast and you'll hear me at the beginning of every one saying, I know, I know, I know <laughs> I missed my date. I said, I'd be back in a week. And here it is six weeks later. I think, I think once I went like 13 weeks or something between cop because, you know, life happened like it does. And right. I'm like, yeah, I'm still here. Still alive, still kicking. But that's yeah. what I get. I you get a chuckle out of me because I listen to it and it it actually makes me laugh because you know you're just kind of like, hey, you know, this is what it is. And is it, it's is great. It, I'm not I love lying it. about it. I'm not gonna say like alien abduction or anything. It just <laughs> sometimes I don't feel like it. Sometimes stuff happens and I don't re- want to record. And there's been a lot of weeks where I'm like, oh God, I gotta do this again. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what to talk about. 
Right. Or if you look at my desk, there's like scraps of envelopes and post-it notes to talk about this and talk about that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, uh, what is it? I can't read my own writing. I don't know what this says, but that's great. We'll figure something else out. So I, I try, I uh-huh. always aim for, I always aim for once a week, but you know, <laughs> it doesn't always happen. That's okay. That's all right. I mean, that's called life happens, right? Absolutely. Absolutely right. It's okay. But, well, um, you had told me you used to, when you were young, do a lot of like stitching or sewing. I want to hear all about that again. I was just so impressed with that. I mean, like you're my God. I think that's so tedious. (laughs) Yeah. I always get that reaction from like when I, Cause I used to go into um, quilt stores and craft stores and I'd be looking at the fabric and I'd be looking at the quilting stuff. And some of the older women were like, you know how to do this? I'm like, yeah, I I've made quilts. I've made, I've made dolls. And I will show you, this one is the first one that I ever made. I figured out okay. how to sew it. I got a book from the library. I checked out the book from the library six times mm-hmm. before I finally said, okay, I'm going to do it. Because I bought the fabric, I had the book. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And finally, I just did. I'm like, oh my god, I love this. This is great. Yeah. Not to say that I'm all, you know, manly and stuff, but <laughs> well, you know what? You're you're getting I enjoy it. feminine side, and I respect that. It's not like you're ashamed to do it. And you know, I know. it's hey, fun to do. It makes you happy. It's relaxing, probably for you. It is. If you enjoy doing it, why not? I also do needle felting, which is fun. It's you use these special barb thin little needles and you take raw wool and you stab it and stab it and stab it and turn it into different shapes oh wow i love doing that because i get to stab stuff and that i don't get (laughs) right exactly it's a it's a very good stress reliever even if you never make anything worthwhile it's it's just (laughs) it's fun to stab something thousands of times i like it my mother my mother did a lot of crafting growing up do you remember the Christmas kits that you used to be able to get when we were kids? It was like a kit for like Christmas decorations where they'd send you all the stuff and you had to assemble it yourself. And my mother had my mother had ones that they were clear plastic tubes and they would have like styrofoam in the bottom to look like snow and you'd stick like a tree in there or a deer in there. Yeah, my mother did those. Oh. So she did that. She sewed. Wow. Yeah, she would go to... I don't remember what the name of the store was. It was Peace Goods or something in Fords by the A&P. There used to be mm-hmm. a fabric store there. And she would go and take classes at night and she'd come home and she'd, she'd figure it out. Yeah. And she basically taught herself how to sew. So she went from making clothes to quilting and, and dolls and other things. And yeah, she's really good at it. So That's neat. I, I think there's probably some kind of genetic component to it because there are people that can sew and there are people that can't. Right. And even though you try to teach them, like don't, they're never going to get how to do it. It's not. It's not that it's difficult or it's insurmountable. Mm-hmm. You really have to want to do it because it's not quilting does not come easily. When they talk about piecing, they talk about all these angles you have to cut and sew this together and all these other things. And people are just like, I, I, this too many parts. Yep, that happened you know, to me because I have too many steps. Yeah, I got a swing outside. I got like from the Home Depot and mm-hmm. the cushions on it after it being out there for a few years. I told my cousin who always sews and does quilting and stuff. She's right. so good at it. She said, Oh, make another one. And I'm like, huh. Yeah. And I thought oh, about okay. it. Right. Like it's easy. Right. Yeah. Sure. 
it seemed how hard can it be to cut a rectangle, you know? Right, exactly. But I, as I thought about it, I'm like, I think I'll see if they have any like on sale. Right. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Was there a slipcover? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I haven't done zippers yet, but zippers are one of those that zippers are intimidating until you do it a few times. You know, it's not going to be like you pick up scissors and needle and thread and you just you're ready to go. Right. It takes a lot to get there. There's that's why there's hundreds and hundreds of books and magazines and videos. That, you know, if you want to learn how to do it, check out YouTube because YouTube will, will somebody before you has gone and done it. So yeah. But I, I enjoy it. I've got I've got all kinds of cool fabrics and everything. I don't know if you can see those it's Halloween stuff. Okay, that's me. Yeah, well, you know, Walmart or somebody had on sale. So yeah, why not? Why not? I'll pick that up. I don't know when I'm going to use it, but I belong to a, a group on Facebook that people give away their stuff they don't want anymore. So I picked up like three bags of fabric and I just, I went out this morning and I picked up a good size container of fabric squares and, and scraps to make quilts with. Okay, why not? So I will go through what I go through it and take what I want and I will pass on the rest to someone else. I have too much stuff. <laughs> That's okay. It keeps you active. It keeps you peaceful and it puts your mind in a different place. You know, me, that right. would just drive me totally bizarre. I couldn't, it would just put me over the edge. Right. Absolutely. That's why you're doing it and I'm not. Right. That's why you're doing the cool podcast and I'm doing the other stuff. So now, and that's the other two thing I want to talk about. We got to get back to your podcast. So let's okay. talk about some topics or, you know, maybe titles to some of yours. So this way, when people watch this, maybe something will kind of catch their ear and they'll be like, huh, let me check that one out. All right. Hold on. Do you have a any favorites or yeah. Um, there's been a few where I was like, after the end, I'm like, that was really funny. I really liked that. That I really liked that one. Um, one that I did was in, in tribute to the lady I did the podcast with. She went through some, some health stuff. So I did one for her, you know, asking people for like prayers and things. That's nice. Um, I try to be witty with my titles, like preach it or hop on the bandwagon or life is quirky or mm-hmm. one I stole from an episode of, of Doctor Who is called turn left kind of thing. So um, one I did like what's going on with me, stuff like that. Yeah. The one I did about my time on the submarine, I called that one subculture. I thought that was kind of witty. That's neat. Yeah. I, I'm always trying to come up with like witty titles and and catchphrases and because that's how my mind works people some people are boring like okay today we're going to talk about this and like okay mm-hmm. that sounds really stuffy yeah it's real flat really, really, really uptight and i'm like yeah, I'm probably not gonna listen to that but mine and people are like what, what does that mean what is subculture thinking it's probably like some underground thing and they're like this is not what i was expecting at all <laughs> that's what's good about yours it's like <laughs> It's almost like you're curious to see what's going to come out of his mouth today. (laughs) Well, it's funny. I tease a friend of mine. I say, you know, I know that you don't know what I'm going to say next. Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to say next. It's just, and there it is. I'm like, oh, well, all right. That's where my brain went. Awesome. I wasn't expecting that. So, you know, I usually don't mean any offense. Sometimes I do. Mm -hmm. But we're from Jersey. Hey, what are you talking about here? I know what you're talking about. But do they know what you're talking about? Are you talking to me over here? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I need a coffee and I need a quarter for the parkway and uh-huh. down the shore. Yeah, that used to be fun going down the shore, huh? I don't even know what it's like anymore. I haven't been I haven't been to seaside since well before the fire. 
I how long ago was that? That was that was several years ago. Yeah, yeah. They had ATM machines on the boardwalk. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then that, that's when the storm came after that. I So I was there before. And then they were talking about how ATM machines were in the ocean. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I saw pictures of the jet set, jet star, whatever it was, where there's no pier around it. The boardwalk was gone, and you just see the the structure, the um, roller coaster above the, above the ocean. That was kind of uh-huh. weird, but yeah. But that whole the seaside seaside park, and you know, all those buildings are all like built on one another, and all the basements are connected. Yeah. So the fire started in one, and just spread right. through a whole row of buildings, like, and there wasn't anything they could do about it. That's so true. I understand that they rebuilt it. Well, even Point Pleasant, Point Pleasant is weird now. Because I think Jenkinson's owns pretty much all of it, don't they? I don't know. Like I said, all the rides in the aquarium and the 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 bar and Jenkinson's owns a lot. Mm-hmm. That place was rocking too when we used to go. Yeah, Point Pleasant and Seaside were the places. Asbury Park never really had a lot of rides. Nah. They had they had the Fun House with the Ferris wheel and I think a merry-go-round. And that was pretty much it. It was dead there. Yeah, There's Asbury Park was never like a family. This is where you want to, I went because it was cool to walk to the convention center, yeah. but that was about it. They had the convention center and Howard Johnson's. <laughs> those, those are the two things I remember from Asbury Park. Something to eat and then you go home. Yeah, that's where the play, that's where all the people went when they closed down the, the mental hospitals. They all ended up in Asbury Park. All so right. nobody went, no one went to the boardwalk for a long time because you never knew what you're going to run into. It's funny. It's crazy to think about. And here we don't have we don't have boardwalks. We have there's one pier here, the Santa Monica Pier, which is cool. You'll see it if you watch any TV shows about Southern California, like Two and a Half Men or mm-hmm. NCIS Los Angeles, and some other ones. I'll always show the Ferris wheel. Yeah, that's um, that's Santa Monica Pier. That's the that's Pacific neat. Wheel. And it's a really cool place to go because you can stand where like Hollywood actors have been. Wow. I went from for um, Veterans Day. And then a few weeks later, I saw the same spot on TV. So I'm like, oh, my God, I was standing right there. He stood here and I was right here. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be funny if we see you in a film and you're in the background like, hey. Right. That would be that would be cool. It's yeah. funny because they'll film things here. And it's like, you know, or they'll film things like cop shows. And I'm like, oh, we're in New York. I'm like, no, you're not. That's L.A. Yeah. I know it's L.A. because I drove down that street. So I know exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. See, that's a, that gets back to the, the BS stuff. I, you know, don't do that because we know better. Yeah. So tell me about your podcast because I don't, I don't know if my listeners are familiar with what you do. Okay. Well, it is about people that are trying to recover from narcissistic abuse, whether it's mm-hmm. women or men. Right. Um, and there's a stigma that men aren't supposed to suffer. So right. forget that. And I always have to correct myself too, because I kind of always say she, because of me myself right, exactly. having that situation right. but then i always catch myself and i'll say and and then i always throw you guys into the mix i never forget right. but um i found that recently and i should and shouldn't be a surprise but i found out there there are um shelters for abused men i didn't know that was a thing because no? no one ever talks about it yeah men don't talk about that we just suffer in silence right oh a needlepoint <laughs> right right <laughs> No, but I mean, it's really cool that that's what you do. I think I think that's something that people need, whether they know it or not. Yeah, and even if it's not 
you know, a narcissist, it's just a relationship that just didn't go well, or just was real toxic, you know, at least you get something positive out of it. And then, you know, if you're like in this situation, you know, there's always hope you may feel like you don't know if you could do this and get out of it, but you can, you can, everybody could do it, but it's just a matter of taking the initiative and, you know, having a little confidence and that podcast actually, you know, I try to lean toward different topics where somebody may say, oh, that's happened to me or yeah. Oh God, that's going on with me right now. And then maybe it'll click something in their head. Like, wow, I didn't realize this is what I'm in the middle of right now. Right. Yeah. I I belong to, I'm sorry. I belong to a couple of Facebook groups like that about narcissism and surviving it and whatever. And I didn't know that that was a thing until a few years ago. I knew, I guess I kind of, I knew the word, but I didn't know anybody that was like that. Or I didn't know the signs to look for. And once I knew the signs, I'm like, Oh my goodness, (laughs) this is, this is what I've been through. So yeah, it it helps. And I, I will see people, mostly women, sadly stuck in, these situations where they don't want to leave because they have they have all their stuff and they can't take their stuff and i'm like it's just stuff right you know you maybe photo photographs are sentimental maybe there's a favorite outfit of clothing you have but everything else Mm. eventually you can replace it maybe you can replace it with better stuff yeah i left a lot of stuff i i mailed some stuff before i moved but i left i left so much behind because i'm just like you know what in the end I don't need it and I don't need to spend $200 shipping it somewhere. No. Or moving it somewhere. Yeah. No, I get it. And then I had stuff, whether it was from, you know, things that went on together as a couple at the time, or I thought it was a good time. Right. You know, when you think about it, it's like, so I thought I was enjoying it, but of course it wasn't real. So right. what's exactly. the point of keeping these things? They're really not good memories because they weren't real. They didn't exactly. mean anything. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So a lot of things I had, I just tossed because it actually brought bad memories, the, the most recent memories. And the person I thought I loved didn't even exist. Right. It's all, it's all what you want. It's like... Uh... Not a caricature, but it's like, it's something that you create in your mind. Like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what I see in them. So this is what they are. And you never look at, there could be a whole bunch of stuff over here that you never pay attention to, or you choose to ignore. I see people do that too. You know, well, that bothers me, but, but I'll ignore it. Right. And eventually that, that stuff adds up and you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. And they're always very negative or they walk around like they're Eeyore, you know, with that cloud hovering over them, like they're mm-hmm. having a bad day. Right. I think my favorite thing, and I say that sarcastically, is how they apologize for stuff. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what does that mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> they apologize. It's right. not, I could never get an apology out of them. Right. You treated me like dirt, and now you want to be my friend? Like, no, I'm, I'm going to need a minute yeah. to forget all the things that you just said and did. You know, mm-hmm. I can't just switch back and forth. Like, okay, we're okay. Now we're not. Now we're okay again. I'm like, eh, yeah, no, it doesn't work. No, it's like a, a, lot, of, a lot of them will never understand that, that you can't just switch back and forth like that because it doesn't mm-hmm. happen. And that's why happen. people are exhausted. I think a lot after it sucks the life out of you because oh, it does. It's an emotional roller coaster. I am. I am probably with a few exceptions of things that, I won't go into, I am probably a thousand percent better since I did what I did. I'm happy. And people that I haven't talked to in forever said, you seem happier Mm -hmm. or you seem healthier. You seem like you're, you have a glow to you now. Whereas before I look at pictures from a year ago and I'm like, I'm not the same person. I'm really not. And I've only been, I've only been out of my situation for about six months now. And it's like night and day I'm sleeping, I'm eating, I'm enjoying things. Mm-hmm. I have interests again. Yeah. Before I would I would stare at the computer all day. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be on Facebook or playing a game and that would be my life. All right, this is what I'm going to do now. Right. Or you're there trying to cater to make that person happy because they're never happy. And you're like trying to figure out what to do all the time. Right. And you're it's not like, even focusing on yourself. Right. You walk around on eggshells or you wake up in the morning saying, oh God, what's going to happen today? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. You know, how, how are they going to be? Are they going to be Okay. Are they going to, are they going to wake up mad? <laughs> it's something I didn't do. They're right. just mad in general. Yeah. Gonna, I'm, I'm the closest person to take it out on. And they'll never understand. Oh, I shouldn't say never, but most likely they'll never understand what it is that they're doing or how they're doing it. Uh, they, yeah, no, you're right. They probably don't. And I think they, you know, feel bad for themselves and they lack self-esteem. So they feel by putting others down, you know, that's how they boost themselves up. And then they play the head by standing on someone else. Exactly. The silent treatment and all that good stuff. Oh, silent treatment's awesome, isn't it? It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I did, but all right. (laughs) 
Yeah. And in your days, you're like, would you shut up now? <laughs> I know. One Think time, about it. Come on. Hey, one time, I'm not getting into specifics. Right. No specifics, right? But one time I tried to do something really nice because I knew they were working hard. Right. So I tried to take a household job and have someone else do it. So when they came home, it would be done. Now they knew I was going to do this. And for whatever reason, I couldn't surprise them. I had to kind of like run it by them. Don't ask me why. So long story short, they come home. I'm waiting for this. Thank you. Right. And they were very upset that it wasn't done the way they would have done it. Although it would have eventually goes back to what was. Let's put it that way. So long story short, I left. Dinner was on the table for them. And I just kind of let it go. Guess who got the silent treatment the next day? Because you were wrong. How dare you? Yeah, I I went through quite a bit of things like that. Yeah it sucks and it's unfortunate and like i was trying to be nice to you mm-hmm. you know i'm doing all these things for you you're not expecting anything in return yeah because you care for the person right oh something else that used to make me nuts is we the church we went to they would have like a breakfast thing for the for the bible study mm-hmm. and sometimes i would make the food and people would thank them and they would take the credit i'm like really <laughs> you know you didn't make it I made, I got up early. I got up an hour early to make cinnamon rolls or whatever it was. I did this, you know, I made this breakfast to these people and you're going to take the credit for it. How hard is it to say I didn't do it? They did. Yeah. Especially if you're significant. Like if it's your husband that did it, I'd be so proud. It's like, yeah, my husband made it. Right. Exactly. You know, that's your partner. You want to put them up and make them feel good. And you would hope they would reciprocate, not lo- that you're looking for something in return, but of course. Yeah. I, I, it's things like that that drive me nuts. So yeah. I'm very glad that you have the podcast that you do. And I hope that you help people. And that's, that's the goal of mine. I hope that someone listening will, will get something from it, whether it's a big thing or a small thing, but if it makes some kind of positive impact on their life, then that's great. Or it sounds odd, but if it's something that angers them, it means, at least it means to me that they're thinking about things differently now. Right. So they're not stuck in their bubble. You know, I like to I like to go around bursting bubbles saying, you know, I know you think this, but it's really this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really this. And this is how things are. So if you're angry, that means you, you're paying attention and you care and you're, you're thinking about stuff. And will it change them? I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. That's my prayer is, you know, let me help before I'm done. Let me help somebody with this. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just me having a good time talking to myself for a half hour. Yeah. If you get I stuff out of it, great. <laughs> you know what's really good about yours? And I'm just going to say this. And I'm not saying it because I'm your friend or anything. I'm just, you right. know me, I'm straight up. I'll, I'll take I, it. <laughs> I love that when you listen to yours, say I went in listening to it and I've got a hundred things on my mind from my day. And I just want to listen to yours just to kind of like get away from it all. It's almost like you make it a relaxing time. And I may not have anything that I can relate to what you're talking about at the time, but it's still enjoyable to listen to. Does that make sense to you? I appreciate that. That's what I like about yours. No matter what one you do, I feel like somebody could just sit back and just start off laughing when you say, hey, I haven't been here in a while. And, you know, just kind of chill and you're just a good person, right. you know, and you always bring good yeah, things someone, to people. A friend of mine on Facebook said I have a relaxing voice. I I never re- I never thought in those terms. So 
I'm glad that I like it. I'm glad that people get get that enjoyment from it. Because otherwise, what what is it? Screaming into the void or something? You just you know, you're not you're talking, but it's not it's not going anywhere. It's not doing anything for anybody. So right. And there are podcasts that I feel that are like that, where they just talk. Yeah. I don't I, I don't know what you're talking about. People are talking about what's the perfect podcast length? Whatever you can stand to do. Mm-hmm. If you can stand to talk for an hour to yourself, great. If you can do 15 minutes, as long as each one of your shows is about the same length of time, not, all right, I'm going to do an hour this week, then I'm going to do seven minutes next week, then I'm going to do 30 minutes the week after. Mine usually fall in that 15 to 20 minute mark. I've been getting better about it. I'm trying to be more consistent and closer to 30 because I think 30, by the time 30 minutes is up, especially in this society of instant gratitude and gratification, we need it right now. I mean, if if a podcast, not a podcast, but a YouTube video is taking longer than like a minute to get to whatever they're supposed to be talking about, I'm like, all right, click next. I don't have time for this. Same thing with like recipe sites. It's like, I don't care about your life story. I want to learn how, I want to learn how to make potato salad, not that you got this from a traveling salesman at your aunt birth. And I don't care. It's right. great. It's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Lovely. I'm glad you enjoyed, you had that experience nobody here cares it reminds me of the new um the geico commercials where the guy's talking about adult kid like people owning their first house acting like their parents mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah, yeah. versus the woman says the johnson said and the guy's like no one here no one here knows who that is <laughs> you don't know that person <laughs> move, yeah, move that's great yeah that's a good uh, commercial yeah it's uh, so get to the point you know i don't mind a little banter a little fun whatever but I want to get in. I want to talk about what I want to talk about and I want to get out. I don't want to spend a lot of time with BSing stuff. And I'm, I'm sorry if people like that and I'm not doing it, it's not going to happen. Most likely mm-hmm. I figure by 18 episodes, the people that are going to listen, are going to listen. And the ones that aren't, aren't. So I've got my, I'm, however many listeners it is, I've got my core, core group of like seven people that listen to every show every episode it's usually the same amount of numbers it's like okay good you came back. i think i need to add that to the next one go oh, good you came back thank you there you go good to see you hey let's start you know what you need to do this is good this is good i want credit for this say okay people you know i'm sorry it's been a while your usual you know spiel and then you right. say okay i'm gonna do a head count you know put a comment below <laughs> Okay. He, yeah. All right. He's here. All right. Oh, oh, there they are. They're in the back. Good. Good. Put a like so I can take a head count, and then I'll see right. if I can, you know, increase the numbers. You know, you'll it's get like, a, a shitload of that. likes that way. <laughs> I have to do that. All right. Podcast roll call. Mm-hmm. Stacy's Stacy's podcast roll call. Now that's gonna work. I know. That's a good idea. Thank you. That's cool. Yeah, like that'll that. be fun. I'm gonna hear it. And then you know how you said don't do the script? I want to hear like a piece of paper because you don't do a script, crumple it up and whip it out. Something. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, when you first pick that doll up, baby. um, Okay. (laughs) There you go. And crumble it up and whip it back. Yeah. Oh wait. That doll you made at first, you know, with the screen, you know how it could be blurred sometimes? Uh Uh-huh. First, when you picked it up, do you know what it looked like? Hmm. A voodoo doll. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is he making? What is he making over there? Yeah, what happened to him? He was such a nice boy in high school. Yeah, what and they were talking about jabbing pins and things. I'm like, sure, we know that's a voodoo doll. 
Oh my goodness. I didn't see your tagline for no scripts allowed. <clears throat> there you go. Head count. The no script podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because someone's someone listening to us is gonna steal that from me now. I I've trademarked that. All right. Yes, it's uh, Craig and Stacy. Right. Don't you it's do it? Sorry. No, on just, this on this day of the Lord 2022. Yeah, make a note. 423-22 at 7:43 p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is our idea. We can prove it. Yeah. Don't mess with us. Mm-hmm. We're from Jersey. Yeah, you hear we us. Know, we know we know people. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yep, there's cement layers. <laughs> Just ask that Hoffa guy. Oh God. Yeah. <clears throat> What's going on with that? Crazy stuff. Now, what Crazy. is that? The sun that surfaced or somebody? What was going I think on? so? Yeah, I think I read something about it. Huh. Yeah, I see Fox News and this one and that one. I'm like, oh my. So, well, the action I'm missing being down here. I can't afford it. I I would like to be in Jersey, but I, I can't. Between the the real estate and the taxes on everything, it's just like, I don't know how they still have people left living there. I no. really don't. No, I don't either. That's why I'm in North Carolina. A lot of people I know moved out. Moved to Pennsylvania, moved to a lot of Jerseyans and end up in North Carolina. Yeah. There's something about it. Yeah. Not good pizza down there, but you know. Oh, there, yeah, there's not much going on as far as food, I will say. Funny story, when we moved to Texas many years ago, I lived in Texas for about six years. When we moved there, we were asking people where to get good pizza, and they're all, oh, Pizza Hut's up the street. I'm like, no, I said, good pizza. Mm-hmm. And my, my wife asked somebody in, in the grocery store where the where the hard rolls were, and someone said, "Well, the day old bread's over there." I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, that's not that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Kaiser rolls, <laughs> not day old." Sorry. Great, that's great. I will say, like a lot of the places around here, the little restaurants, like the mom and pop places, mm-hmm. the food is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, right. but you know, when you're used or you're accustomed to a certain thing, right? Exactly. That's what it is. It's like the bakeries and, you know, different things like that. I found like down here, the best, the best Mexican restaurants, sorry, out here, not down here, are the little hole in all places, Mm -hmm. not the, not the big fancy looking ones. You want the ones that, I don't want to say look sketchy because that's not right. But the ones like, all right, we'll try it. You know, I went to one today the tacos are from the food is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Every time we go, it's always good. Wow. And there's a diner down here that the food is always good. Never had a complaint yet. So mm-hmm. I lucked out. And avocados. If you haven't tried them, eat them. They're delicious. They're yummy. They are good. Okay. Hey, you went Mexican. Have you ever had the Mexican ice cream? Yes. Once upon a time. I have had the <clears throat> the fried ice cream. So good. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Party in your mouth major. <gasps> right. The first time someone said you want some you want some fried ice cream, I'm like, what do you what do you, you can't fry ice cream? What are you talking about? Get out of here with that. Will it melt in the oil? Nope. Apparently not. <laughs> that stuff's great. And I always say, make it extra crunchy, you know? Because <laughs> by the time you get it, it's a little squishy. You gotta have right. the crunchiness to oh, it. Absolutely. And I don't she's always like, Do you want two spoons? I'm like, no, I'm not sharing. Mm-mm. Two spoons for what? I only have one mouth. I'm good. Yep. So they're good. I like the ice cream. That's pretty good stuff. So what's the one food that you actually like truly miss 
from back home if you had to pick one sausage and pepper sandwiches from the boardwalk okay i can see that i've tried making it home and i've had it in italian restaurants it's just not maybe it's maybe it's the dirty grill at the boardwalk i don't know (laughs) (laughs) uh something something new i don't know what it is but yeah i can't i can't get a sausage and pepper sandwich anywhere else but like seaside and other boardwalks have them Mm-hmm. but and even at seaside it depends on which which little stand you go to right the one i went to was like i want to say right in the middle of the boardwalk between the old section and the new the what is it fun town yeah. fun town pier or whatever yeah it's like right in the middle right before you get to the miniature golf course there's that one right in the middle of the boardwalk they had the best ones okay i miss hot dogs like coney island dogs you right. know with the onions and you smell real stinky after you eat it I like that. And I miss going to Yankee Stadium. I remember <laughs> my memories of Yankee Stadium driving there. Mm-hmm. You would drive. And you know, when you take the ramp right before you go into the old one now, right. all the guys would be there jumping on your car and trying to get like dollars from you, cleaning your windshield. You'd always right. have to have like a bunch of singles. One time I didn't have singles and I'm like, oh my God, the guy's going to break my window. But my dad would always have a squeegee under the seat. So I gave him a mm-hmm. squeegee and he was like so happy. <laughs> and then you would go and then, you know, in your park and you get out of the parking building, those pretzels, you would smell mm-hmm. them. And then the little guy would play the piccolo and try to collect money. The little poor guy. There's something about like New York City food, the hot dogs and the pretzels smell and taste better than anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. What they used to call them dirty water dogs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. probably are probably well then i don't think they change the water out all day long so I mean, that's why so healthy your immune system right? is rocking right. huh yeah there's a comedian you saw about swimming in the hudson oh george carlin talked about swimming in the hudson river with the raw sewage and he said we never got sick we never died you know because <laughs> it, it built up your immune system and unlike today where you got to wash everything and wash your hands eight, 87,000 times. And I know. I they were, know when my kids are little parents are like, Oh, don't get dirty. Don't get dirty. I'm like, and my, our pediatrician said, let them play in the dirt. That's how they build up their immune system. Yeah. You know, they're not going to get sick and die or anything. Just let them, let them toughen up their, their body. So we did. And our kids hardly ever got sick. Yeah. I mean, we, were we weren't like hovering over them. Like, you know, like at the beach, you eat a hot dog. You're, you're going to get sand in your hot dog. There's no way around it. No matter how careful you are, if you eat food at the beach, it's going to be sand somewhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely. It just happens. Yeah. You know, that's okay. It's the whole atmosphere, you know? Right. Exactly. Right. You know, the hot dogs from Belmar. Yeah. Some of my grandmother's beach house was in Belmar. Oh, was it? Yeah. And that, even that place is all changed now. The arcade's gone. Mm. The miniature golf is gone. So they took, you know, they say they're a family-friendly town, but they took out all the things to do. That's too bad. So I'm not sure how family-friendly it is anymore when there's nothing to do there except go to the beach, you know? Yeah. Because that was a big thing for us. We'd go to the beach during the day, we'd go home, get cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And then my grandmother would take us up to the arcade and we'd spend like an hour at the, at the Penny Arcade. Yeah. And that's, that's just one of those cool memories I have. That's nice. At least you have kids, a good Kids today will never know what an arcade is. Yeah. <laughs> What's what's pinball? What what's this? What's that? I'm like, mm, sorry, kid, you live in the wrong time. Stuff happens. And then we get salt water taffy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yep. good times. And then in the winter time, we wouldn't go down the shore. We take the train and go into the city. <laughs> went to Rockefeller Center, and we went to Rockefeller Center a few times. My grandmother took us to um, Radio City Music Hall a handful mm-hmm. of times. That was always fun to do. Yeah, yep. I'd see the Rockettes at Christmas time. That was fun. David, Letterman. I walked. Through, I walked through Manhattan in my uniform once because I took the train from Connecticut into the city and then there's some delay where I was going to have to wait. So I'm like, well, I'm going to walk from here and I'll walk to um, not Times Square, but whatever the uh, Port Authority. Oh, uh, so I'm going to take a bus, you know, I don't want to wait for the train. So I'm walking through Manhattan and in my dress whites and all these people. Hey, sailor. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Similar. you get different types saying that. I, oh, absolutely! Yeah, there was there were some ladies of the evening that were saying hello to me too. <laughs> like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep walking now. Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Or what about when you go um, take the subway in and you go to Little Italy and Chinatown? It's funny how you'll be in Chinatown and then you just cut a right or a left, and all of a sudden you're you're in Little Italy. My yeah, my grandma took us to some like. It was like on a side street, some Chinese restaurant, and the food was phenomenal. But New York is like unlike any place else in the world. Yeah. And, you know, getting back to the TV thing, they'll say that they're in New York. And like, no, you're not. You're like in Montreal or something or someplace else filming this because it doesn't feel like New York. No. You just kind of know that, mm-hmm. yes, this is real. And no, it's not. That's what I love about The Sopranos. They filmed it all on location or mostly on location in Jersey. Yeah. So you could see Route 3 and Route 46. and Yeah. And the turnpike by the mm-hmm. New York airport. The TikTok diner and all these other things. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you knew that they were filming it. Yeah. I watched the opening credits like been there, been there, been there. <laughs> yeah. Everything looked familiar, right? Yeah. And the, the ice cream place where they had the final scene, that was like right around the corner from the house I was living in oh. at the time. So that was really cool. It's like, oh, we've been there. Yeah. that's neat though you know? it's cool it's very cool to have i think those life experiences like that are important and you should like enjoy as many as you can yeah. don't be sticking them no Some i remember even going to see the tree in the city at christmas time you'd always go and it was always cold and you'd walk down one street and it was okay as soon as you turn the corner it was like right. a wind tunnel right no, depending really, how the breeze no was blowing right <laughs> It was cold, but I never got to go ice skating. Never. I've ice skated, but not there. I've ice skated in different places. I have too, but I always wanted to skate there at Christmas time, but I never got to. That would be cool to skate at Rockville Center. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's like a very New Yorker thing to do. Mm -hmm. I did Carteret Park instead. we i went ice skating someplace it was it was, it might have been carter at park i don't remember it was like a frozen lake kind of thing or frozen pond or something yeah that was kind of cool yeah but it was out in the middle of a park so it might have been carter at park i don't know mm-hmm. it was a long time ago yeah so all the memories so and it's nice that you keep in touch with a few people from school as you know it's i do a, the same it's a handful yeah that you know we, we still click and we're still tight my friend Rick is one of them. He was in my creative writing class. So we, we've had like this long-term friendship thing going on. So that's cool. That's really nice. Speaking of writing, I hear you're writing a book. 
Mr. Fancy Pants. Yes, I am. So it will probably be out in the next two months. Cool. Very cool. Thank you. I I started writing a fiction book, so we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm about I'm like a little over three thousand words into it. Oh my god, that's a lot of words. And I read somewhere yesterday the average novel is like fifty thousand words. So I've just got a little more to go. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. I'm I'm close. I can almost see every year my, my kid would do the NaNoWriMo thing, the November writing thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And I've had this idea bouncing around my head for like 30 years about this character that I wanted to do. Cause no one's ever done a Western kind of feel about, about this kind of, this kind of character. So it'll yeah. be unique. That's neat though. So we'll see. I'm enjoying writing it. Mm-hmm. I give myself a goal of like 2000 words a day. So, so far I've done that. That's a lot. It is a lot. When you look back and say, Oh my God, that's a lot of, it's a lot of, that's a lot of talking, you know, mm-hmm. but I think, it's, I think it's an achievable goal. And if I don't, I'm not going to beat myself up if I only do like a thousand or 1500 or mm-hmm. I figure at least a thousand words, mm-hmm. that'd be, that'd be good. You well, know, you'll have so to I, let us know when you're all done with it, Craig. I will. I will, because I'm, I'm gonna. I, I'm torn between writing and researching, so I'm kind of doing both as I go. Like as I'm writing, I'm like, well, what what would happen here? What would this be? So I'm on the other screen. I've got Google up, and I'm looking at Google stuff. I'm one of those people. I know if I take too much time and I think about it, and I procrastinate over it, it's never going to happen. No, I get it. I'm just like, I'll write it. I'll edit it later. I don't care. The typos can stay in. The grammatical errors can stay in. Right. Someone else can come behind me with a red pen and say, okay, here, fix this, <laughs> fix this and hand it back to me. There you go. Hand it back to me tomorrow or Monday or something. You know, you've got two days to fix it. That's right. And you're we'll go getting through another... everything on there, you know? Right. As long as it, I think as long as it's, I can say it's done, I've done it. And then I can worry about all the edits. And I'm sure you've dealt with that a little bit too, all the corrections and. Yeah. It's a lot. Just when like, you what, what's wrong with this? It. This is fine. What do you mean fix it? It's fine. Uh huh. Hey, what run-on sentence? The one from page one to page one thirty? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, now try. Now try it with punctuation. Oh. Oh, that's right. I remember. I knew that. I forgot something. Right. Yeah. So the period goes here. All right. All right. That's uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. No commas. Uh-huh. Just you know. Right. I like your thought process. This is cool. Maybe throw in a semicolon once in a while. Just, just a variety. Yeah, maybe Couldn't not one paragraph. Part. Maybe more right. than one. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Just chapter one, the end. Yeah. <laughs> chapter one is 800 pages. How'd this happen? I don't know. I, I didn't know where to end it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got to tell people this is our idea. This is our idea. This is a good one, right. too. It's just, it's just one big chapter. That's the whole book. I, I didn't know where to separate into us. I didn't I didn't know where to stop and start a new chat. I don't know. I just, I just wrote it. My editors are for it. They can figure it out. And oh, that's great. Yeah, self-publishing is a trip. Mm-hmm. I, I made a couple of notebooks and I put them on Amazon. One sold like three or four. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. You did? So what are the names? It's just like blank notebooks. Oh, okay. So I did those. Those are kind of fun to do. I I, I edited in a program called Canva. I mm-hmm. I used my own design for one. Mm-hmm. And I 
I barred one for the other one. The first one was a photo I took at, at Seal Beach here of a seagull in flight and turned out really well. So I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not going to have anybody make artwork. I'll use my own photos. There you go. Yeah, right? It didn't cost me anything. And it's so original. It was, it was fun to do. And no one can ever take that away from me. I can always say I'm published. Right. Maybe not, maybe not an author, but look, this is my book. It's got my name on it. Actually, it's got... Instead of the author, I put um, at home with Craig Publishing Division. Okay. <laughs> that exists. But that sounds important, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Division, right? It's not a lie. I'm not no. stretching the truth. You know, it's not like Mm-mm. other people will make things up. I'm like, no, look here. Here's my book or here's my notebook. There you go. You did it, it all by yourself. I did. That was another thing I learned on YouTube, how to do that. So that was kind of cool. Neat. Okay. Well, I am going to end this, but we are definitely going to do this again, okay? We have to, because this is fun. At least once a month. More than that, bite your tongue. I said at least, fine, at least twice a month, okay? (laughs) I see britches. I love it. I love it. And then you can make me a little voodoo doll. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to let you end this whole thing because this is your world and I'm living in it at the moment. I appreciate that. I'm going to end this way and all my podcasts. These are just my opinion or this is my two cents. Your mileage may vary. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. I love you all and God bless. Well, thank you. And I'm going to send this off and then you do whatever you want to do with this. And thank you for the time. And we're going to. I appreciate this. All right. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.